The moment you step into your calling, you step out of your comfort zone. But when you're called to a purpose, backing down isn't an option. Today, let's look at what it means to reclaim God's calling in your life right now. Life has its ups and downs. Life can be fun. Life is sometimes hectic. And life is full of choices. Welcome to Venture, the podcast that brings the biblical truth to the ventures that we face in this world and live in today. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Venture Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Wills, lead pastor at Chandler's Church in Bellevue, Nebraska. And as always, I'm so thankful that you have joined us uh, wherever you are. Uh, we believe that God is going to give you a reason and purpose of why you're listening today. And uh, I'm praying for that each and every week and, and for each and every one of you that uh, listen. Hey, I want to give a shout out to those that uh, just listen on a regular basis. I appreciate you guys uh, downloading uh, each episode each week and, and uh, taking part into it. Those that are trying to catch up, same thing. You know, just appreciate you guys. Um, you know, listening in. Uh, we just really want to try to get God's words out there um, to to you all, and uh, we we thank you uh, for uh, for participating in that. And we thank God that uh, gives us a tool. Um, just like this, to uh, reach people, uh, maybe those that have never heard God's word. And so um, we just are so blessed with that. Uh, as followers of Christ, if you have, you have been, I believe, chosen by God, set apart, gifted, enabled, and empowered to fulfill a very unique calling. You are called by God. Last week, we built a, a foundation on what it means to be called, and, and we looked at uh, the very powerful, very personal verse of the Apostle Paul writing from a Roman prison in 61 AD or, or so. Uh, and so I would like to read that again today. It's Ephesians 4, 1. It says, Therefore, I, uh, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. God wants you to live a life worthy of his calling. You're set apart. You're chosen. Church isn't just someplace where that you go. It's not an add-on to your lives. Uh, we are the church, okay, the called-out ones, to, to go into this world and to share the goodness, the grace, and the love of Jesus Christ. You're called by God to do that, okay? You're his church. But what I want uh, or what I know about some of you right now, is, especially in this credibly complicated and painful current uh, cultural environment, some of you, you're, you're just worn down, you're physically drained, emotionally depleted, spiritually exhausted, or, or just plain old discouraged. Because I know that if the devil can't destroy you, uh, he, he'll just try to discourage you. Okay? And that's where some of you might be right now. Uh, I had someone ask me, how, how do you overcome this discouragement? How do you stay above it? How do you not find yourself exhausted battling with self-doubts and, and the spiritual opposition? How do you keep your passion month over month and year over year, you know? And the only answer that I can give you and, and, uh, and I gave them is that I'm called to this. I'm, I'm called to it. This is my calling, okay? And so today's episode is, is titled Reclaim Your Calling, okay? Uh, I want to try to get you guys to, to reclaim uh, the calling that God has for you. If God has called you, what are you called to? Uh, a lot of people want to be called uh, to a job or to a task to, to something significant. 
and you might be called to a job or to a task or something significant. But I want to show you um, or tell you about three things that that Scripture specifically tells you uh, that you are called to. Uh, They all happen to begin with the same letter, so they'll be easy to remember, okay? Uh, They all begin with the letter uh, S, okay? Uh, So what are you called to? Uh, You're called to three things. The first one is God calls you to salvation, okay? God calls you to salvation. And this is great news. Before God ever calls you to a job, uh, before he ever calls you to a ministry, God calls you to himself. When, when Jesus came, he did not come to call the righteous. Scripture says he came to call the sinners. He, he didn't come for those who are healthy. He came to call the sick to come into a relationship with him. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how dark your life feels. You are called to Jesus. You know, Come to him as you are, where you are. He calls you to salvation, to be transformed by the grace of Jesus. Don't ever let that become old news, okay? And what I mean by don't let it become old news is, you know, you, you are always called to, by salvation. And we kind of just go, you know, I was saved and, I, and we just move on. But don't forget you are called by God uh, to salvation. He also calls you uh, to sanctification, okay? God calls you to sanctification. And this is just a fancy term that essentially means to be set apart, it means to be different from this world. God has called you to a holy life. We talked about this in last week's episode. So uh, if you want to learn a little bit more about that, go back to last week's episode. He, he calls you to himself. He calls you to be set apart. Uh, God calls you to salvation, and God calls you to sanctification. And the third one is God calls every single one of you to service. He calls you to use the very unique, um, various unique gifts that he's given you, placed inside of you the gifts and talents of his church and his church into this world, okay? He calls you to service. He calls you to engage, using what he's put inside of you to make a difference in this world. Uh, Last episode, we looked at a a, a verse from uh, Colossians 3.17 when Paul said this, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. He said, whatever you do, however you serve, wherever you are, you do it for Jesus. The question is, if you're called, some of you can say, am I ready? Do I know enough? Am I good enough? A lot of you might not even really believe that you're called. You might believe that you're called to salvation, that your sins have been forgiven, but you still can't really embrace that you're called to service that you're called every day of your life to make a difference. And the voices might tell you, you're, you're not ready, and you, you don't know enough about the Bible. And, and what if they ask you some kind of question, and then there's this whole thing about dinosaurs, and are we living in the end times, and, and you feel like I don't know enough, and I'm not good enough, and I, I still lost my cool when somebody drove me off the highway and cut me off, right? Am I good enough? Am I, am I worthy? Am I, am I ready? I love what the Apostle Paul said in, in 1 Corinthians one twenty six. He said, Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. And you might be going, Dan, that, that just sounds kind of negative, right? Well, this should be encouraging because when you look at who God calls to salvation, to, to sanctification and to service, he calls those who are untrained, those who appear unqualified, those who look unprepared. He calls those that the world calls spiritual nobodies to to make a difference in this world. I love the old saying that God doesn't call the prepared, God prepares the called, right? And this should be good news for you. You don't have to have it all together. God doesn't call you when when you're perfect and when you know it all. 
He prepares you along the way because you're called to make a difference in this world. And this is very uh, much my story, and I want to share with you a, a little bit of the journey of my calling, and, and maybe it will help you discover your own journey of your calling. When Jesus called me to salvation, it was an absolute complete, or I was an absolute and complete mess, okay? Um, many of you might be able to relate to that, and some of you could probably go, I'm still a mess, right? And, and you know what? Uh, in, in, in terms of that, I still am a mess, you know? I, and at that time, I was far from God. My lifestyle didn't resent, represent anything that would look like a pastor, okay? And so one day, I wanted to know if there is a God, and I wanted to know about him. And I just started reading the Bible in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and and, and I, I started attending this this men's ministry, and and they were reading all the way through the book of Ephesians, and and I read a verse in, in Ephesians chapter 2. They, they read it that, that night that I was attending, and it said something I'd never seen before, that you, that you could be saved by grace and not by works. And I didn't even really understand what grace was, but I, but I liked the fact that, uh, about not works, right? Because I couldn't. I, I just couldn't work myself up to be good enough. And then one day I had this feeling I was called by God. It wasn't like I heard my name being called, but there was a spiritual tug pulling me in the direction of heaven, right? And some of you, this may be very, the, the very place you are right now. You, you can't explain it. There's no external reason why, but there's this spiritual drawing, right? This calling, this pulling that takes you toward the things of God. And that's exactly what was happening to me. And I, and I just decided that on this one cold January night, I, I, I knelt down and called out to God, if, if you're there, just take my whole life. If you're real, I, I give it to you. And what I can tell you is when I knelt down, I was one person. And when I stood up, I was someone different. God had called me to salvation. And that was the easy part. Because then there was sanctification, and I was so lost. I was a brand-new Christian, and, and so it was a sanctification period of where I was trying to learn things, you know, like, like don't cuss. And, 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 and I, I played a lot of sports at that time, and I, I, and I learned to not throw your bat when you strike out and, and then cuss, right? Uh, because as non-Christians, the, the rules are there are no rules. And now as, as, as I was a Christian— so, so I knew there was some rules, and, and, and so all of a sudden, I was in this whole new process of slowly being changed by Jesus. And I'd, I'd take a couple of steps forward, and then a couple of steps back, right? And then three forward, and then 20 back. You know, we've all been there, right? And it was this ongoing process of slowly letting God's word, empowered by spirit, to conform me to the image of Christ. See, I was called to salvation, and I was called to sanctification, and I was also called to service. And there was something about being transformed by Jesus that, that service wasn't an option. It was a calling. It was unstoppable. And that's the good news for you. When, when you truly recognize that you've been called to salvation at the foot of the cross and you're forgiven by the God of the universe, not by anything that gives you credit, but, but all by the grace of Jesus, and then you're slowly transformed, you're not like you were. You're becoming more like Jesus. Serving's not an option. You're, you're compelled to it. You're called to it. I never chose to be a pastor. The only way I can describe it is, not undeniably, I was called to it because it made no sense whatsoever at the time, and yet that was what I was, felt, uh, was called to and compelled to do because there's something in me that wants to take what's in the Bible to the church, to the, to the world. It was unmistakable. It was a calling. And what I hope you'll recognize in your own life is 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 you have that, that same version in some way, 
right? It's not going to be the, my my story, but it's going to be your story in that in that in that same version in some way. Okay, it starts with being called to salvation. You're you're drawn to the goodness and the grace of God. Then He starts to change you, and as He changes you, you're you're called to serve. And it it doesn't mean you have to lead a church. You're called to serve wherever you are, whatever you do. You do it for the glory of Jesus Christ. And it's it's not always easy. When I felt called to be a pastor, what I, what I tell you is everybody kind of kind of laughed, right? I, I really mean they they everybody just kind of laughed. Everybody said, "Well, that's kind of the dumbest thing, you know," or or you'll never be that. And Dan, I just I just don't see you as a pastor, you know. And, and listen, whenever you start to get close to your calling, you might find that that people start criticizing. And I found that sometimes the criticism from people confirms the calling from God. Whenever people around you don't really understand, that's, that's often when you're getting into the realm of faith. And to truly please God, you, you've got to sometimes uh, get out of logic and get into a place where uh, you're just trusting him, right? This doesn't make any sense. I can't fully explain it. I know you're all laughing, but your criticism might actually be conform, confirming that, that God is actually calling me or, or I'm crazy, and for me, it honestly could have been both. I, you know, uh, you know. Anyway, <laughs> nevertheless, I want to follow the voice of God. He, he's calling you specifically to serve Him. Okay, let me give you two qualities of calling. Okay, there's two qualities of calling that I want to give you. Um, the first quality of calling is this: calling costs. Okay, it always costs. Whenever God called Saul in the Bible. And if you don't know his story, Saul was the guy that hated Christians, persecuted Christians, right? Um, he's the one that uh, if you walked by him and you were a Christian, you're dead, okay? His name was later changed to Paul. But whenever he had his encounter with God, it was blind, he was blinded by this, this light. And God sent a messenger named Ananias to tell Saul something. And let me tell you what the message was not, okay? What Ananias did not say was Saul, your eyes are going to be healed, and after that, you're going to have this crazy testimony. People are going to want you on their podcast, and your YouTube following is going to blow up, and you're going to be like this massive influencer, and, you, and you're going to have all these people wanting to hear from you, and, you, and you're going to get a big book deal, and you're going to be this really big thing. It's going to be amazing. It's your breakthrough, okay? No, this is what God said to Ananias. Acts 9, 15 through 16, it says, but the Lord said to Ananias, go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. I'm going to show him how much his calling is going to cost him. The very first thing, Saul, you're, you're called to preach the gospel of the Gentiles to, to make a difference in this world, to serve. And then I'm going to show you how much it's going to cost you because, Saul, you're my chosen instrument. Some of you... Listeners, you're going to recognize you are God's chosen instrument into a certain environment. You might be God's chosen instrument into a Mother's Day Out program, or you might be God's chosen instrument into the Neighborhood Watch Association, or you might be God's chosen instrument into your place of work. Or, or a sorority, or, or maybe you're in the, in the gym at 9 o'clock at night or 9 a.m. in the morning or whatever time you're there. The moment you step into your calling, you have to step out of your comfort, okay? It's going to cost you along the way. You're going to have a time where it will cost you. So, so I want you to, to remember this, okay? And if you can, write this down. This would be awesome, okay? God will often use our deepest pain to launch our greatest calling, Right? 
God will often use our deepest pain to launch our greatest calling. It's gonna cost you something. You're gonna be misunderstood. You're gonna be falsely criticized. You're gonna be laughed at. You're gonna face all sorts of spiritual attacks, okay? I've discovered that private pain is often a big part of a, of a public calling. You're, gonna, you're just gonna hurt in ways where you never have the ability to, to explain. It, it's gonna cost. You're, you're, you need to hear that you're called and it comes at a cost, okay? There, there's a blessing and there's a cost. Serving Jesus is both a gift and it's a grind. Living your calling is simultaneously a thrill and it's always a burden. And ministry is exhilarating and it's exhausting. If following Jesus isn't both your greatest gift and your greatest burden, you, you're, you're probably not doing it right, okay? Calling always costs. It always costs. It's not going to be easy. God never promised it would be easy. In fact, I am often believe that the, the biggest enemy of calling is, is comfort, Never never sacrifice your calling on the altar of comfort. If God calls you, it's going to take faith, okay? Calling cost. The second thing is, and I believe this is much more fun, uh, is, is uh, calling sustains, okay? It carries you. It keeps you going. Whenever I look at the Apostle Paul, I ask, how did he endure what all he endured? How did he remain faithful, not grow discouraged, right? When you think about it, he was, he was beaten again and again. He was left for dead. He was shipwrecked. He was snake-bitten. He was wrongly imprisoned. How did he remain faithful when his friends abandoned him? How did he stay true to Jesus when he was falsely accused and wrongly imprisoned? How did he persevere when, when so many other people fell away? Well, the answer is this. Paul didn't finish the race because he was competent. Paul finished because he was called. Okay? It was a calling. I love what Philippians 3 says about this. Philippians 3, 12 through 14 says, Not that I have already obtained all of this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But, for one, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I kept the faith. I finished the race because I'm called to it. Somebody listening to this episode today, you, you need to reclaim your calling. What are you called to? You're called to salvation, the greatest gift in the world, something that you just can't earn, something you never deserved, right? The forgiveness of sins from Jesus Christ. You're also called to be set apart, sanctified. It's, it's more about the who than the do. You're becoming like Jesus. And you're also called to service, to ministry, to make a difference in this world. I'd like to ask you a question, and I would love to, I would love to be able to hear your answer to this. Um, how many of you would say this year has been a, a tough year? And I could just imagine all of you just nodding your head going, yeah, that's, that's, that's been this year, right? For me, this has been unquestionably the most difficult year of, of ministry in, in 20 years of ministry. And I don't even have to go into the reasons why, I think they're pretty obvious, right? COVID, you know, shut down the whole world. And the church that I love and, and spent 14 years of my life investing in the last 14 years in, it is, let's just, let's just be honest, it's, it's different today. And it's not necessarily in a bad way. It's just, it's just different. For us um, in, in, this, in, this, in Chandler Acres, uh, we, were on, we went online for the first time ever. And the thing is, yeah, it's, it makes it different because the service has to change a little bit on, on Sunday mornings to help accommodate for being live streaming. 
But at the same time, it's been a, a huge blessing because we've added uh, hundreds more people to to watch our sermon. Okay, so so how do I keep going and show back up? I, I'm going to be transparent here. Okay, there there are times when I look around and I go, man, it'd be easier for me to just to do full time you know, real estate or, or sales of some kind. It'd just be easier to teach leadership or, or, or just, you know, uh, work another job, right? It'd be each me. It'd just be so much easier just to do something else. But God's calling is never easy. And I know he's always faithful, right? Somebody needs to reclaim their calling. Somebody listening today needs to reclaim your calling. You're called. You're, you're a light. You're an ambassador. You offer hope in a world of darkness. You shine into it. When, when someone's hurting, you have the answer. When, when someone's far from God, you can help connect them. When there's a need, you have access to the very heart of God, and you can go boldly before his throne of grace and ask him for help in a time of need. You have the ministry of reconciliation, helping broken people find their way back to the grace of God in healing with, with each other. Don't let what you see around you take you away from what you're called to do. Don't let the discouraging voices talk you out of what you've been uniquely created by God to accomplish. You're called to salvation, saved by grace. You're called to sanctification, to live a life worthy of your calling. And you're created by God and uniquely equipped with gifts that he gave you, passions he's buried in your heart to serve in a way that you can only do. Will it be difficult? Well, listen to what Paul, Paul says it this way. I'm hard-pressed on every side, but I'm not crushed. I'm perplexed, but I'm not in despair. I'm persecuted, but not abandoned. I'm struck down, but not destroyed. I've been called by God. And so I want to speak directly to, to someone listening today who's been away from God right now. Maybe you've been distant. Maybe you've neglected God. Maybe COVID took you off your rhythms. Maybe you've been into something that you shouldn't be into. Maybe it's the first time you're ever listening to a, a podcast, a, a Christian podcast. And so I want you to hear God's word today, okay? Listen to what it says. Simple. Romans eleven twenty nine 29 says this. For God's gifts and his call can never be withdrawn. What you're doing or where you've been, it doesn't take away God's call from your life. It cannot be revoked. It cannot be recalled. It cannot be repealed. It cannot be annulled. It cannot be withheld and it cannot be withdrawn. You are called. You're called to salvation. You're called to sanctification. And you, the church, you are called to serve. Don't let the world talk you out of your calling. We are the church of Jesus Christ, and we're called to shine his bright light into this dark world. Amen. That concludes another episode of Venture Podcast. This also concludes our series on call. Uh, So join us next week as we have a new series called I'm in, and we're going to be talking about, are you really in to the service that we're called to? We'll talk to you soon. If you'd like to know more about Venture Podcast or Chandler Acres Church, or if you'd like to support this ministry, please visit us at chandleracreschurch.com.